Wholesome, you're looking exceptionally fatuous today. <laughs> Why, thank you, heathen. You uh, don't know what that word means, do you? I don't know what most of the words you say mean. <laughs> well, I'm calling you just a little bit... Uh, what's the word? Uh, como se dice en anglais? Uh, stupid? In my own eloquent way. <laughs> it's even uh, more words I don't know and languages I don't know, so thanks for that. But But you know what? It's cool. I'm cool. Think what you will. I'm just going to roll with it. No sweat off my back. We've been sweating a lot these days. <laughs> On the beaches and the treks and all the places we've been. But uh, but it sounds like you're adopting a more philosophical lifestyle. I'm, uh, I'm quite impressed. Uh, despite your fatuousness. Is fatuousness the philosophy? No, but if we could stop using that word so much, that'd be great. Yeah, you know? <laughs> The philosophy you seem to be adopting, my dear Wholesome, is the ancient philosophy of Stoicism. Mm, I like the sound of that. What is it? I'll tell you what it is. The perfect topic for today's episode. Join me, my umptuous friend, on a journey into Stoicism. Now you're just using big words on purpose. Don't be Aristotle by your Plato knowledge, cause we got our game I like. We'll Vinny, Vitty, Vici, and Mustachio, Nietzsche, and we'll never miss the marks, cause I'm awesome, he's heathen, and this is our podcast show. So you hear the word stoic, right? Like, someone might be described as, like, a stoic person. What does, what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's like, um, when somebody, they, they just seem not overly affected by what's going on around them. They're just like, whatever, here's the deal, I'm chill about it. Yeah, for sure, chill about it. I think it's often used today as someone who's just like a calm person. Yeah, yeah, calm. I think um, maybe Spock from Star Trek or something like that. Nothing seems to phase that guy. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Like nothing gets to them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that, I get that. So Stoicism actually comes from this uh, dude, like an uh, ancient Greek dude, like many of these philosophies, how they started, called Zeno of Sidium. Oh, <laughs> he sounds like a superhero. What's his deal? So he taught that happiness comes from virtue. And it kind of is a superhero in a way. It's the understanding that misfortune, when it happens, can be overcome. You know, like we don't have to be, I don't know what the word would be here. <laughs> we don't have to be just... It's fatuous. The word fatuous. is fatuous. <laughs> we don't have to be enveloped in it. Okay. We can, we can overcome it. That misfortune can be overcome. The, the whole thing he was getting at. And Stoicism's become kind of popular today, just as a word, if not the true understanding. But what he's trying to get at is that we don't control the world around us, but we can control ourselves. Hmm. The world can be unpredictable, but Stoicism teaches us how to control ourselves and our emotions, you know, just take back. Okay, so is it mostly talking about the emotions, or are we saying... Take control of yourself, like, hey, I'm not going to, um, I don't know, go drinking and smoking all the time, or party all day, all night, or... I'm not sure why you would abstain from either of those, (laughs) but... Oh, this is why we're different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's more the emotional thing that you were saying. It's just how you're going to respond 
to things that happen in life. Like I mentioned, the world around us is not within our control. Things happen to us. Mm -hmm. Things happen around us. And it can be frustrating, of course. It can be difficult to deal with things and the situations we're dealt with in life. But Stoicism is all about... It's... It's a practical philosophy, some would say more so. It's how to go about in such an uncertain, unpredictable, and controllable world. So actually, um, there's this website called The Daily Stoic. Mm. Um, have you heard of this? I, I, I've heard of the book, yeah. Yeah. So they're advocating Stoicism, right? Of course. So they, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> the Daily name. Stoic? They would? <laughs> how else? stunning a concept. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> So, on one of their most introductory articles, they talk about what Stoicism is, and we'll link that in our website, but they talk about how Stoicism isn't concerned with the complicated theories of the world, Mm -hmm. but rather with helping us overcome destructive emotions in ourselves and to act on what can be acted upon. And they say, quote, it's built for action, not endless debate. Ooh, okay. I, I, hmm. I feel like I've seen examples of that. Um, built for action, like men of action. But, but also it has like a weird tag in there where it seems like you're supposed to not react to situations, yet men of action. That almost seems, uh, I want to say counterintuitive, but a little bit at odds with one another. Well, first off, this is 2020 wholesome. Why are you limiting it to men? We can be women of action. <laughs> we gotta be inclusive here, my man. You're right. You're right. I mean, all all my people friend. of action. Yo, you good? Hey, yeah. What all. the what the heck? All right, you heathen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. It's about action for sure. Hmm. Um, actually, hold on. Let me see. I've got some quotes that I'd saved somewhere around here. I love quotes. Um, any any quotes that aren't your own are my favorite quotes. Well, that's why people come here, is to listen to us, but primarily me talk. Mm, Okay. They're all about my quotes. That's not very awesome My dear, dear listeners, if you agree or disagree, please write into us. (laughs) Please disagree with him. Please. It can't just be me. (laughs) But... (laughs) There are there are three main people that are frequently mentioned in Stoicism. These are kind of like the older, the ancient yeah, top dogs. Yeah, the top dogs. Okay, we're gonna so, refer to these as our Stoicism top dogs. Stoicism top dogs. I like it. <laughs> I like that a lot. And they're Marcus Aurelius. That's the name that a lot of people may have heard of. Mm. Seneca, also very popular, and Epictetus. And that does not flow off the tongue, that last one. Yeah, it's got less flow. I may be pronouncing it entirely incorrectly. But <laughs> That's fine. It's... We'll go with Epictetus. One of the quotes that Marcus Aurelius had said, I'd written down, is, Waste no more time arguing what a good man should be. Be one. Mm. So that kind of gets at what you were talking about. With yeah. Is it action or is it something else? And Yeah, I guess it's... It, like you you know kind of in your gut what a good man is uh and maybe it's not your gut you got to think about it a little bit too but don't waste so much time thinking about it that you cease from actually doing it i'm really glad that you changed it from your gut because yeah maybe maybe not that's not necessarily the best way i remember stephen colbert did say uh 
talk about truthiness and mm. how it comes from your gut feeling. But this <laughs> is not a reliable sense of yeah. This right, is not this philosophy of Stephen Colbert today. <laughs> That'd be a today. fun one. I would do that one. Write that one down. We'll I'm writing it down. Click click clack. That was me typing it. That in. was I very believable typing. <laughs> But, yeah, exactly. And then Epictetus also had one where he said, don't explain your philosophy, embody it. Ooh. I, you know, this, this, I feel like I can do my pop culture drop-in right now. All right, I let's do, do it. Let's hear it. I feel like my dude for this one, and this is going to infuriate you, I know it's going to, but that's Captain America. Oh, come on. Yeah, look, if there is a dude who doesn't, who does it all by doing and not by saying, except on occasion when he needs to say, that is the guy, all right? Captain America, you look at him and you're like, man, he's just always doing the right thing. In fact, that's what the whole first movie was about and why he got picked was that everybody else was being the tough military guy, but when push came to shove, he was the one who jumped on the grenade. And then mm. that's why the serum was so effective for him was that okay. he was able to, you know, they injected him and then it's not steroids. It was super serum. It's different. And anything you need to say, whatever makes me feel better. It makes me feel better. Um, and because he embodied these truths so effectively, he got to look like super jacked Chris Evans, which, wow, you must have some strong spirit. Um, but yeah, no, I think like, um, even throughout the course of the series, anytime there's like a big moral debate or philosophy, while everyone else is debating it, he kind of, he's like, this is what's right, and I'm gonna stick to it, and then he does that. So, and maybe that's more like a um, moral standpoint, but he spends a lot of time doing. Okay. Begrudgingly, I'll give that to you. <laughs> Bam! Got one. I got a Captain America. It wasn't Superman. I don't think I could ever make Superman fly by you. <laughs> uh, fly by you? Yeah, uh. yeah I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I was reluctant, I will admit. But okay, yeah, yeah. Captain America does take action. Yeah, he, he, he does, we can say for sure. So yeah. What is our topic today? Stoicism. Sto- right? well, really? Stoicism. Okay. <laughs> Stoicism is all about action. Yeah. Action about what, right? Like, what are we trying to actually do? So I mentioned earlier those three: Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, and Epictetus. Um, let's let's walk through some of what they're saying, some of their other quotes, and try to understand what Stoicism is more about. Like I said, it's about more of the self-control, figuring out how to temper yourself or how you should look at the world hmm. because you can't control the outside, you can only control your inside. Yeah, for sure. So the, here, here's one I've got. So Marcus Aurelius said, external things are not the problem. It's your assessment of them, which you can erase right now. Oh, snap. How does that sound to you? That sounds even more Captain America. That's, uh... uh I- so before it was talking more about action, this, this sounds more like um, talking about when bad stuff happens to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm going to just touch on them just a little bit more just to keep jabbing that needle into you. <laughs> um, but with Captain America, when he got frozen in ice and mm-hmm. he woke up however many years later, 70 years or something like that. Sure, he was a little bit shell-shocked for a quick minute, but for the most part, you see in Winter Soldier, he writes down everything that people tell him he should check out, and he's like, cool, I'm going to adjust to this new time period. And even when half the universe gets straight up out of existence, <laughs> uh, he he's 
not defeated so much that he doesn't still help the world. Like he does the help groups where they get to talk out everything and he helps other people recover. And he even points out some of the positives that he's seen, even when everything seemed really bad. So he doesn't let it defeat him. Okay. Yeah. Which I think there are other characters like Black Widow who keeps trying to move forward and find a solution to what seems like it's a problem without a solution but he's just like this is our new reality i'm living it yeah yeah okay no that is definitely a good example of it again begrudgingly but that is a good example (laughs) of it he's accepting what's around him and impacting what he can which is his own attitude Mm -hmm. which is exactly what this is the whole thing is about and i've mentioned these three names a few times but i realize everyone may not be familiar with them marcus aurelius just to give a little bit of background, was an ancient Roman uh, emperor. To understand that position, I think, takes a little bit more historical knowledge, as in the emperor of ancient Rome was almost definitely the most powerful person on the planet. Mm. And he used Stoicism in a way... So his his most, I guess, influential writings called (laughs) Meditations and... What this is, it's he didn't write a book to be published. This was just his journaling, kind of. Hmm. And he fought in multiple wars, many, many battles, led multiple armies, suffered deaths of some of his own children. He was going through a lot. He was a busy man. <laughs> and this was just his own journaling at night in his little free time and just trying to figure out how he should live a live his life. And it turned out he's an amazing, amazing journalist. Not, that's not the right word. <laughs> yeah, ju- journalist. sure. Journalist. I mean, it, that's like a reporter. Yeah, we'll use it. A journaler. Even better. That sounds more intelligent. Journaler-er. Way to go, buddy. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with that one. <laughs> How fatuous. <laughs> hey, don't be so, uh, what was the other word I used earlier? Unctuous? Umptuous. That sounds, that's that that sounds about yeah. as yeah, insulting. Don't, don't be as... so umptuous. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it was. It was just his own writings and just the writings of the most powerful man on the planet of how to how to be compassionate and how to temper himself. So his diary, basically, is what you're telling me got published. And now he... Because I'm telling you what, if somebody published my diary... I'd be very upset about journal. Journal, the word I'm looking for is journal. For sure. And <laughs> I'd be like, hey. Is it pink? Does it have glitter? I Not anymore. Is it like one of those uh, little locks on the front that just like is not a real lock? Until my sister broke it. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I mean, uh, it's it makes sense that his book gained some traction, what with him being the emperor and all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was... I'm not certain of this, but I don't think it was published back then. I think it's been discovered. Fair point. Later. Yeah, I guess that wouldn't have been as common in that era. <laughs> okay, well, cool. So, so incredible, too, that, you know, he's going through all these hardships and he's being able to write on all these things and has plenty of opportunity to actively live it, it sounds like. Right. Yeah. So, again, what he had said is external things are not the problem. So he's going through all these hardships, like you said, and external things are not the problem. It's your assessment of them which you can erase right now. That's super tough, of course. When things happen, we feel things. We feel emotions. Mm -hmm. That's natural, and you shouldn't bottle that up. But you do have some degree of control over how you will react to these things. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what he's getting at, being able to have more control. So whatever bad junk comes your way, you're just kind of like, you know, brush your shoulders off, move on. But, but is there like a limit to that? Is there a problem that's so big that you can't just be like, oh, I'm chill about it? You, you get your arm chopped off. I mean... It is like, but a flesh wound. Uh, <laughs> perfect stoic is, <laughs> is the Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I think we found our lead guy. He's the sage of stoicism. <laughs> I did or not stupidity. It. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> well, courage, you know. It's, that's, it, I'm bleed all over you. That guy wouldn't stop. Courage. Great stoic. Absurdity. Absurdity is, is synonymous. Um Oh, but you're so depressing. But but yeah, I mean, I feel like there's got to be a limit or some tenets, but I guess that's kind of their idea is that if you create limitations on that, then you probably aren't stoic and good enough. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're not stoic and good enough. We are just mere mortals. What can we do other than just try our best? But mm-hmm. in the ideal, optimal sense, a stoic sage would be able to deal with that. Hmm. So, okay, here's another thing is, it's not just being able to overcome necessarily. I think that may be the extent for most of us to be able to do is Mm -hmm. see something, react to it, and then overcome it. And that would be really great for us to be able to move past hardships that way. But an ideal stoic sage would be able to not even be rocked by that hardship. Dang, okay. So is there is there something to be said for, it, it almost feels like you're missing out in a weird way on a breadth of different emotions that might help motivate you. Like I feel like anger sometimes has a place uh, in, as like a motivating factor or even sadness as a motivating factor. And this stoicism is saying, hey, you know, throw all that out the window, be blank as a slate, almost sounds potential to make you kind of boring. That's fascinating fascinating blank slate carte blanche that's another philosophical concept we can get to some other time who's, but, who's carte blanche uh, well you know sister of carte b <laughs> oh no that was so bad oh, oh. i thought you were setting me up for that that I was know. so easy it wasn't even on purpose oh that's that's so upsetting anyway um who are we talking about? Stoicism. I mean, that's the topic. The well, whole right. We the whole thing. You forgot earlier. Um, uh, no, no, no. We were talking about... No, so I actually... The emotions. <laughs> the pretentious young heathen that I was. Back in, it must have been 10th grade, I gave this speech about how anger is a useless emotion and we should overcome it. Ah, <laughs> like how you say back in 10th grade, like you're not pretentious now. Uh, oh, no. I'm just trying to elucidate us on how far back I started my pretension. Adding elucidate to big words list. <laughs> Clickety-clack. If I use that correctly, who knows. <laughs> but I talked about how anger is a useless emotion. We should overcome it. And it's fascinating that you now say anger is sometimes useful. So why why do you think that? Uh, I mean, I just think... Uh, they're Growing up, getting a little bit older, there's been lots of situations... You're pretty old. <laughs> should we tell them? Uh... Um, no, we're not telling them. I'm youthful and vibrant. Sure. <laughs> Thanks a lot. No, but th- there's been lots of times where I, there was definitely a period of my life where I was like, I kind of felt the same way. I'm like, anger is a useless emotion. I should just be chill as a cucumber the whole time. Mm-hmm. But then I almost felt like I was getting stepped on sometimes where it's like, I'm not, I, I was almost ceasing to stand up for myself or when things were bothering me, 
Instead, it would end up festering over time because I just kept trying to shrug it off and shrug it off and shrug it off. And then it's like, well, yeah, but there's a point where it's like, now I'm just either being taken advantage of Mm -hmm. or I'm, you know, I'm something that I thought wasn't a big deal ended up becoming a big deal because I just kept ignoring it for so long. And then it's like, so that kind of sounds like that you hadn't moved past anger, but you're more suppressing the anger. Mm, that's definitely, yeah, that is what it sounds like. That's way to go. Philosophy then. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. I mean, psychology then. That's what I meant to say. That doesn't flow nearly as well. Philosophy then. You're, I mean, you're already say? philosophizing, but I meant that you were being a psychologist to me. Yeah, but what was the word you said? Philosophy. I don't want to give it to you because now I'm it's I'm taking gonna... it. Trademark. Called it. it. Dibs. Yeah. <laughs> But Stoicism would say you're perhaps on the right path with that, but Stoicism is more just fully being able to move past it rather than suppressing. And that seems kind of like an artificial, in a way, way forward. And they would say just don't be moved by it. So one of the things that they do talk about is the Stoics have this idea of we should subject ourselves to some suffering, I would say. Suffering just using that in place of the proper word, whatever that would be. Um, and that sounds that sounds kind of weird, but yeah. they, they talked about practicing this misfortune where a lot of things make us anxious in life, and a lot of things are scary, justifiably so. I don't want to lose my apartment and my job and be homeless on the streets. That's not very pleasant. Yeah had that slight experience at one time but (laughs) yeah they actually Seneca so he's one of the three I'd mentioned earlier Seneca talked about that we should spend certain number of days being uncomfortable practicing poverty because that was kind of the worst thing that a lot of people can think of is just being on the street not having anything that you want and he said yeah, some you should set aside a few days a month, which a few days is a lot, but mm-hmm. where you don't eat your favorite foods, you eat like very little food instead, mm. and you wear very tattered clothes, and you get away from the comforts of home in general. And he was actually saying it, not in a theoretical think about it way, but he was saying, do it for real action. Again, oh, okay. bringing yeah, back Stoics that. are all about the action. He said, actually do it. And then once you do it, it kind of, in a way, eliminates the anxiety behind it. Okay. So I guess it eliminates the anxiety, making you not as worried about if this thing does end up coming to pass. Right. So a lot of the Stoic philosophy is not that something bad happens to you and like, you'll get through it and like, it'll be okay. Not the Mm. optimist perspective at all, but rather the, you'll still continue. Yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty Yoda to me, that whole thing. Tell uh, me more. Well, you already mentioned the tattered clothes, so when you know you, you throw that down at me, I'm like, hey, yeah, that's, that's what he wore, and he was living in the swamps um, when Luke came around, and his entire Jedi order had been wiped out from that point, mm-hmm. and instead of being like, no, <laughs> kind of like Luke became in the later movies where he's like, no, I refuse to train you, Yoda's like... No, dude, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do this. I think it'd be cool. Maybe we could have another Jedi. That'd be whatever, man. <laughs> so he motivates him in what, through our discussion, sounds like progressively stoic ways. 
um, where it's about like temperance and controlling your emotions and not letting you. That's so Jedi in general. Don't yeah. let the anger consume you. And, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, almost to a fault because they say, you know, like, don't use anger at all. And it's like, well, maybe once in a little blue moon, it's not so much a bad thing. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, that, that feels like it ties in. I'm sure there's a Yoda quote in there to throw down. Well, that one Yoda quote where he says, do or do not, there is no try. Perfect. That sounds is that, pretty. Is that right? I, yeah, that's the one. That it, With incorrect... Um, Sentence. Verbiage, great, yeah, sentence structure, yeah. <laughs> and everything. And um, he's Yoda. That's what we love him for. That's exclusively that, and Baby Yoda. You know, the people may hate me for this, but I, I don't really know what Baby Yoda is. I've seen the pictures. I've seen the memes. <laughs> it's not even really actually Yoda, um, but it's the pictures alone are just adorable. And if that's not enough for you, then you really are a heathen. Is it from something? Yeah, it's from like the Disney Plus TV show. Yeah, yeah, the Mandalorian. See, I do know some nerd stuff. Isn't that a delicious juice that <laughs> found in the streets of Colombia? We've been in South America too long. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to check that out. So is there is there another philosopher that we can touch on? You said there was one more. We've, we've hit Seneca and Marcus. Uh, yeah, so actually, I don't think I explained who Seneca was. He was, um, he was a philosopher for sure, but a playwright and a teacher Mm -hmm. i would say so he taught nero which again we don't need to get into this but he was another (laughs) ancient roman uh not so good dictator ruler but seneca nero was not seneca nero was the not so good guy seneca is one of our three heroes in our triumvirate (laughs) but let's see let's see i'm sure i could find a good seneca um okay okay so a seneca quote would be no person has the power to have everything they want, but it is in their power not to want what they don't have and to cheerfully put to good use what they do have. So what he's talking about here is that we can't get everything we want, but we can temper our wants. Hmm. So by wanting less, you get everything you want? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's such a low expectation it's mentality. It's kind of like setting the bar low and you can easily get it. <laughs> Nailed it, Stoics. Uh, see, that's interesting because it almost feels like a dichotomy between um, what you were saying earlier about like the, the motivation to do mm-hmm. and then also like do. But I mean, like if, it, if it's not going to happen, like don't really. <laughs> like don't want so much. Don't... don't um, What's the word Slytherin's like? Um, <laughs> ambition. It into existence. Mm, mm. Is there like a, a split there? I don't see one, but I can absolutely see why it seems that way. Mm. So this is kind of like we were talking earlier about just when we were hanging out in the park, mm-hmm. just enjoying vacation. It was a lovely time. As we do. As we do. <laughs> and we were talking about how... Setting the bar low is not necessarily a good thing, right? You should want to do things in life and achieve and live your best self. Do as much as you can. But I actually have a mug on my desk <laughs> that says the key to happiness is low expectations. Ah, uh, yeah, you would. <laughs> it sounds sort of depressing, but I don't think it has to be. It's more like we frequently can get excited about things prematurely sometimes and you should still do you should still ambition if we're going to make that a verb and you should still attempt but don't overextend yourself prematurely 
Okay. If that makes sense in a way. That, that, that does, actually. I think that's what ends up happening with Luke and Yoda, is that Luke is like, hey, I'm going to go and fight the big boss immediately. Okay. And then Yoda's like, yo, dude, you're going to get totally wrecked in the face. I'm paraphrasing here. Right, um, right. Sorry, actually, direct quotes. In the face wrecked, you will be. And then, <laughs> now it's a direct quote. <laughs> and then Luke's like, no, I got this, man. And he goes and gets his arm chopped off like a little loser. So, oh. uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, no. I don't know why I said this so surprisingly. Yeah, that's common knowledge, right? Did, did... Probably should rewatch this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, that kind of sounds like it. Um, or similar to where uh, don't, don't extend yourself prematurely. He went with high expectations. I'm going to beat the biggest <laughs> boss in the whole universe. And then he lost his arm over it. Bit so too ambitious. A little bit, a little bit. If he had tempered his expectations, I'll beat a few stormtroopers. Maybe they wouldn't have sure, got so bad. Sure, sure, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who else we got? And uh, the third guy, Epictetus. This guy is very interesting. So he was born a slave in ancient Greece. I believe it was ancient Greece or Rome, you know, whatever. The ancients. Yeah. And he stopped being a slave eventually. Um, not of his own free will, I'm sure. You don't really control that aspect. Whether or not you're a slave. Yeah, right, I'm fair sure enough. most people would choose not to be. <laughs> but he had the experience. He was born a slave, lived as a slave for many years. He had that experience, and then he rose past that he became a philosopher, he became a teacher, had his own students, and he was one of the greatest proponents of the Stoicism because he'd been through so much hardship, yeah. and he still held the same view. So what I've got written for him is this quote, The chief task in life is simply this, to identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself which are externals not under my control and which have to do with the choices I actually control. Where then do I look for good and evil, not to uncontrollable externals, but within myself, to the choices that are my own? Mm. And that's a bit lengthy, but to break it up, the beginning, the chief task in life is simply this, to identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself, and then he breaks into two categories, which are externals not under my control, and the other, which have to do with the choices I actually control. So mm. simply, what things can I control and what things can I not control? That's what you have to kind of separate a lot of life into. Ah. And then you can figure out good and evil sort of deal and what choices you can deal with and how you can change your own life. Well, awesome. Okay. So, oh, man. Let's let's dissect that a little bit. It's kind of like, have you heard of the, the serenity prayer? Oh, yeah. No, that thing's beautiful. Irish heritage, so I've seen that one around a lot. But that sounds bad. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like... Sure. Oh, shut up. All right. So, um, yeah, no, no, I know the Serenity Prayer. Um, uh, I've seen it on a lot of walls, churches, and the like. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. So, That's... sorry, usually Lord grant me. That's like uh, the when you see it on a church wall. When you yeah. see it elsewhere, probably doesn't have that. Yeah. That is, I think, not word for word, but the exact same thing as the Epictetus quote. That's, I mean, it, it makes so much sense. It's really a genius thing. You know, I know we're, we're getting a little bit close to the end here. We only got a few more minutes. Um, but I would like to, based on everything that you've been throwing at me so far, 
I think I have the perfect example of a stoic in pop culture. Hit me. All right. The one that I'm going to throw down that I say, yo, this guy is a stoic is Iroh, Uncle Iroh from uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay, yeah. The cartoon series. Maybe this one's a little bit more obscure than our other ones, but if it looked... Uncle Iroh is the best character in the whole show. Avatar is a fantastic show. And Avatar is a fantastic show also. If you haven't watched it, you've got to give it the honest, you know, for the honest try. But Uncle Iroh in particular, he's kind of like the older, wiser guy who leads everybody, all the younger folks. And he's only really dealing with the really fiery, rebellious young kid because he's part of the Fire Nation. They're the four nations, Earth, Water, Wind, and Fire. Mm -hmm. And he's from the Fire Nation, which you think means they're all heated and everything. And he's just so even-keeled the whole time. I love it. There's a guy who challenges him to a knife fight. And he, or I mean, sorry, not a knife fight. He tries to mug him. They're a little bit different. It's not a challenge. It's (laughs) it's a mugging. Anyone who challenges, anyone who mugs me, I'm like, oh, it's a... It's a knife fight. Yay. I brought mine too. No, Wholesome doesn't do that. But instead of running away or anything, he tries to talk the man down. And then when the man uh, still comes at him, he he takes the knife, judges his fighting stance, uh, and then teaches him how to more effectively do the fighting stance and says like, hey, you should, uh, you know, maybe not be a thief. Go try something else. Uh, Clearly you're not meant for this. Wait, so he, first he was being mugged. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was able to prevent it, which is fantastic. Yeah. But then instead of the encounter ending there, or him hurting his mugger, yeah. would-be mugger, he tried to improve him? Yeah, yeah. Not in mugging in particular, but tried to improve his knife Just technique. Just in knife fighting for whatever use he may want. <laughs> and then went further and realized you're not good at this and told him career advice. <laughs> yeah. Switch. Maybe follow your actual dreams instead of the one where you mug people. (laughs) It's just, to me, maybe him, like, doing all this doesn't seem... But the fact that somebody tried to mug him Mm -hmm. and he was completely unfettered. He he looked at that and he was like, oh, you know, you could do better, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, let me help you through this situation because, granted, he's also, like, martial arts master. He had nothing to fear. Sure. But he also didn't show a lick of fear and instead showed even a sense of humor with the whole situation. So... Yeah, um, no, that's perfect. Just like that unflinching attitude. And I think the, the scene he's most famous for is when he gets put into prison. Okay. Uh, and he's got to break out of prison. And the whole time he just, instead of being sad and depressed about the fact that he's stuck in prison, he just takes the time to quietly get super jacked, you know? <laughs> and uh, and then he just chills. Until the time. The, exactly. He just, he's like, now he's super jacked. And then when the moment's right, he's like, okay, here, now is my moment. I... I spent my time waiting, and I'm comfortable now. And then he just wrecks house and makes it out <laughs> like it was no problem, uh, leaving what it, it, like a few unconscious guards and um, the holes in the ground from how he got out. <laughs> like yeah, that's a boss. fantastic and very true to the Stoic school of thought. And it also reminds me of one of my absolute heroes growing up. I a lot of people have. Athletes, professional ball yeah. players, this and that. I, I had always used, or seen Nelson Mandela as my role model. Oh yeah. And that man is absolutely inspirational to me. But he spent twenty seven years in prison. I just thought of him right now when you were talking about mm-hmm. Uncle Ira being in jail. And Nelson Mandela was 
also, I would say, a stoic in the way, like, he was inspired, honestly, by Marcus Aurelius. He had read Marcus Aurelius. I don't know if he'd read him for the first time in prison, but that is something that educated his school of thought. And I don't know if he, quote-unquote, wrecked house like <laughs> Uncle Iroh did after escaping prison, but he did change the world for sure. In the diplomatic realm, he in wrecked house. Wrecked diplomatic house. <laughs> So I bring that up to to use as a modern day example more that stoicism has impacted people from the lowest to the highest leaders of the world ever since Zeno of Sidium to mm-hmm. modern day. And I think there's a lot that we can learn from stoicism. Oh, absolutely. It, it seems like it's a good, um, or it preaches a very valuable lifestyle system, whereas mm-hmm. maybe some of the topics we've gone over are more on like, why to live <laughs> sure versus this one which distinctly has a more of a how to and not necessarily in a moral way moralistic as much so it's not like what is good what is bad but just like hey this works give it a shot man yeah absolutely yeah. like i said earlier that uh stoicism's not as what's the word you always say that uh, i am i am uh awesome oh wow that's so wholesome thank you <laughs> No, not about you. I thought you were saying about me. That was the word I always use. No take backs. No take backs. No, like that uh, I'm unsufferable. So insufferable. Unsufferable. You are super unsufferable. So this philosophy is less insufferable than others. Mm. Others love to talk and debate like you were just saying. How can we really know anything? What is true? And Stoicism's like, all right, guys, that's all fun and all, but... How are we actually going to live our lives? Yeah, great point. Let's actually do something. Again, going back to the take action and control what you can Mm. and be okay with what you can't. So that's why that true stoic sage would just be unmoved by hardship. You know, like I can't control that. That's out of outside my realm. I shouldn't be phased by it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. This is this is a good one. I like this. This this feels like you said less insufferable than usual. It's, <laughs> it feels very practical. So, all right. Um, well, I feel like that's a good spot for us to end. Um, and you know what? I'll I'll throw down that uh, serenity prayer. I feel like that's a good one to end on. Unless you got any last notes. You got uh, it. All right, Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Stoicism. Boom. Boom. But <laughs> low expectations for the noise of that boom. There we go. <laughs> Wholesome and heathen do not endorse the intentional deprivation of all your worldly belongings in an attempt to be less scared of deprivation. We do, however, endorse the ability to be calm and chill in any situations that come your way. Wholesome endorses Captain America. Heathen is infuriated by this, but he doesn't make the outro, so he can suck it.